0: It's your boy, Turned to Mike, <laughs> with the very important podcast. And I'm here once again with my father, Pops, Senior Michael Davis, Minister Michael Davis, and we finna bring you another Word of the Week, or Words of the Week. We haven't really decided what we're going to title it, but for right now it's Words of the Week. And today we have the fourth quarter finish. My dad's bringing us a fourth quarter finish to finish strong in the fourth quarter. Whatever that means, let's find out. What's up, Pops? What's up? So, hey. what's the fourth quarter finish? What's going on? Well, you know, um,
1: I saw a, a Facebook post from a friend of mine, Obi. He's um, one of my co neighbors in the gospel from out of Oklahoma City. And he was saying in his post that um, he was just encouraging the people, telling you know, to that it's the fourth quarter and to finish strong. You know, so many people in the fourth quarter, they get tired or you may get worn out. Mm-hmm. You know, in in the months of November and December, it's supposed to be a time of thanksgiving and thankfulness. But there's so many that battle with depression and other different issues, especially during this time of the year. Right. You know, because sometimes during the, during the beginning of the year, we may set a goal or a resolution you know, to reach by the end of the year. And then when you reflect back, you're not where you thought you would be by this time of the year. And so I begin to think about that fourth quarter and how crucial it is to to regain momentum and continue to press forward. You know, the Bible talks about pressing toward the mark for the prize. You know, it's important, like it says in Galatians 6 and 9, that we don't get weary in well-doing. Why? Because how we finish determines what we'll reap in the end. So your prize is based off of you finishing the race.
0: Mm. What, it,
1: what is the race for those that are that not that The race, that, that, the Christian race, you know, the mm-hmm. life that we live. I and mean, for those that are Christians, we consider that the, the race. Mm-hmm. You know, living that life for Jesus and, and finishing and completing whatever it is, the assignment that God has given us. You know, and think talking about race, I remember when you used to
0: run track. you remember that? Yeah, I definitely remember that. So did you do, re- like, the relay races? <clears throat> I was four by one relay, four by four, high jump. Which leg did you run? Ooh, so four by one, because I wasn't very fast. I was probably the first leg, definitely. Oh, okay. Time, four by four, I was probably the second or third. I had a little bit of endurance and a bunch of willpower. power. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> But you know when you when you think about that fourth runner in the relay, that run is usually your strongest runner. Right. And so his purpose is to maintain the lead or to gain the lead. You know, he can only do this if he has the strength and the endurance to to um to either maintain that lead like I said or either pick up some um ground and gain the lead. Yeah.
0: I definitely struggled with that when I was When I ran track, cause they try to put me in that fourth, I ain't have that endurance, that strength, that I ain't have that it factor just to get through.
1: Yeah, you have to have that strength and that ability to to persevere. Now, can you imagine if that second leg or that third leg decides to give up and not finish the leg of the race? Not finish at all. Not finish. Can you imagine what you know? So if 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 they do that. So now the whole team has lost. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that fourth runner can't just decide, oh, let me just run even though I haven't been given a baton yet. Right. You know, that whole, so that whole team has just forfeited and nobody gets to finish the race. A full person don't even get a chance. Don't, don't get a chance. And so they don't get to finish, they don't get to the finish line and they don't get to obtain the prize. And you know, somehow your successful completion, your successful completion, may be tied to someone else's success.
0: Wow, talk to me about that. What you mean about that? So,
1: might just say for 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 us, you mm-hmm. know, my failures or my not completing and my not um, pressing toward the mark and my not completing goals could hinder your future success. Mm-hmm. So that could cause more stumbling blocks and more obstacles that you yourself have to overcome and have to endure in order for you to complete the race that God has given you. Mm. You know, and I also was thinking about like football, you know, and in the fourth quarter, the fourth quarter can make you or break you. Yeah. You can, um, so because you're either looking at keeping the lead or gaining some yardage. You know, you trying to get that turnover or you trying to regain the possession of the ball. Right. You know, often people today they quit before the fourth quarter even begins. You know, they may say I'm beat, things are too hard, there's too much going on against me, you know, they're just throwing the towel. I'm it's done. Impossible to
0: to come yeah. back. I know some people that that
1: Yeah, and so so many people. I mean, you can probably think of people that you started off college with. You know, have thrown in the towel in that first semester or that first year of college. But like, you know, what this ain't for me. I can't do it. You know, because they're faced with different different obstacles, different challenges. You know, Mm -hmm. instead of facing them and saying, okay, how do I overcome this? They throw the towel and they like forget. You know, this ain't for me. (laughs) I feel that. But, that, you know, but that's not what God wants for you. In fact, in Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, you know, the, the author makes it, makes it clear, you know, how you should always keep your eye on the finish line. Mm-hmm. You know, it tells us to to lay aside every encumbrance, you know, and the sin that entangles us and that we have to run with endurance the race that is set before us. But we have to keep our eyes on Jesus. That's the key right there. Keeping our eyes, our focus on Jesus because he's the author and the perfecter of our faith. You know, God's the one that's written our story. It's important for us to keep our eyes on Jesus and follow God's plan that he has for us. You know, he says in his words, your mom's favorite scripture, Jeremiah 29, 11. He says, I know the thoughts, you know, the plans that I think towards you, said the Lord. And his thoughts, his plans, if we line up with it, it'll give us that expected end. It'll give us that hope. Mm-hmm. That that future that, that God has for us, which is far better than what we could think we can plan for ourselves. And so it's important that, that we go the distance. And in order to go that distance, you must have that endurance. You know, you got to be able to run that race. And the race may be long. You'll be like, oh man, when is it going to be over with? You know, how long do I got to endure this? But it's important that you have that endurance, like it says in the verse, to, to run that race that is set before you. And and that race, like I told you before, it's this this Christian race, the Christian life that we live. It could be a long race, but it requires perseverance and endurance to make it all the way to the finish line. And also, um, in Hebrews 12, when it talks about being free, you know, from weights and different things that could hold us down, Mm -hmm. we have to lay those things aside because they can keep us entangled or keep us from moving forward. It could be friends, it could be different vices, you know, that could um, entrap us and ensnare us and hold us back from from completing our goal. So it's important that we're not weighed down as you run this race. Um, So whatever's holding you back from running your best, you have to unload it and discover the freedom and the power to run the race. And that freedom and power that you get is that freedom in Christ. That's the only way you're going to be able to offload that, that's... That's how you're going to know, okay, you can cast your cares upon him because he cares for you and then just offload that and continue to move forward. And you also have to maintain your focus. Also, the the second verse, it talks about fixing your eyes on Jesus because he's the author and the perfecter of your faith. So you have to finish strong and not get derailed in the race. Regardless of the circumstance, um, you have to fix your eyes on Jesus. So whether you feel like you're Ahead, behind, or even injured in that race of life. Keep your eyes focused on Jesus.
0: Yes, sir. Let's have this little conversation there. So, you say the finish line. For someone that doesn't know, you know, you gave us what the race is. What does the finish line look like to a Christian?
1: The, The finish line, that completion is being in the the will or the perfect will of God mm-hmm. where your life lines up with what God um God's word said it should. Yeah. And so like you talk about the sin and the weight And so if you live in a life of sin, then it's gonna be hard for you to complete or run this race um that God has for you. Because those things could derail you, they could slow you up, they'll they'll make you um go off course. And so just knowing God, getting in his word and reading his word that'll help, you know, keep you on the right path and, and, um, complete the race that
0: God has given you. Yeah. For someone that's, that's battling with, you know, finding their faith or, you know, having that hope, how does someone, you know, how does someone go about, you know, joining that race and being in that race, the Christian race to, to get to the finish line. And then, you know, with the finish line, you know what I mean, you still got to, you still got, you know, your trials and tribulations, mm-hmm. and with th- within that, and and you trying to get to, you know, heaven. So how do how does someone that's not, you know, ha- doesn't have any faith? How do or or is questioning faith? How do they, how do they join the race, or how do they, you know, how do they practice or you know train for the race? Mm-hmm. You
1: talked about um, how do you get into that faith walk. Well, one thing you have to realize is that. You have to have faith. The Christian walk is a faith walk. Mm-hmm. And so it takes faith to believe that in God, to believe in God and to believe in his son, Jesus, and to believe that God sent his son, Jesus, and that he hung, he bled, and he died for us. You if, you have to have faith in order to believe that, you know. Right. You hear that analogy all the time. You know, we put our trust, our faith in a chair. So we don't examine the chair to make sure that the chair is going to hold us up. We just have faith that the manufacturer, you know, made that chair to the right specification. So when we sit down, it's going to hold us up. And so this Christian walk is the same way. It's it's crazy, you know, to think of, okay, how do I put my faith in a God? I can't see, but that's just the the crazy part of it. You just have to, just like you just have to put your faith in. That chair is going to hold you up. You just... You just trust and believe. And then and then also just getting into God's word and reading God's word, maybe getting with a good uh your pastor or a good Bible study, they can give they can break the word down for you and, and you can understand the word and the word is explained to you. That's how you also build up your faith. Your faith, your trust in God because reading his word you get to understand who God is, how God operates, what God's plans are for you. And then once you grab a hold of of that, then you can build your faith, your trust in God, and continue to walk out the plan and purpose that God has for your
0: life. So there was another part in there that you uh, that you tapped. It was, um, I believe it's, you must be freed. So can you, can you, Tap that a little bit more, like, restate what you said again? Yes,
1: like I was saying, uh, in order to run this race, you have to be freed from from sin. Mm-hmm. sin. Sin can entangle you. Sin can weigh you down. You just think about any sin that you've committed and how that sin could hunt you for the rest of your life, you know what I'm saying? So if you can free yourself from sin... One thing God does, if you go to him and you confess your sins to him, he's faithful and he's just to forgive you of your sins. So that way that sin will no longer hunt you or entangle you. So if you confess that sin to God, he's able to free you from that sin. Mm-hmm. And so, and that way it doesn't weigh you down. It doesn't it keep you from running your race. And so that way, that that's the way that you're free.
0: All right. So. Another question of mine is for someone that has faith and um, they're going about uh, their walk with Christ. How do they know they're sinning? Because I have a friend that's told me they're doing something. In the Bible, it doesn't say that what they're doing is is wrong. However, they feel a conviction, you know, that all right, maybe I need to stop doing this. I should stop doing this. What? What is that? Is that sin, that conviction, that feeling? Is that sin? What is that? You know, um, for someone who has given their life to Christ
1: and that's a believer and that's walking with Christ, once we receive Christ into our life, we receive his spirit. And his, one of the things that the spirit of God does is gives that gives us that conviction, a tug on our heart. You know, whenever we're doing something wrong or outside of the will of God, that's a spirit of Christ inside of us that's causing us to have that conviction.
0: Mm. So, so what I'm tell, what I told my friend is is right. What if you're feeling convicted, you you probably are yes, doing that. The that wrong. is that
1: spirit of God telling you to stop doing that. And it's important that we heed to the, you know, that we listen to that spirit of God and not, you know, be like, oh, you know, right. turn a blind eye, turn a turn a deaf ear to it. That that we heed that that conviction. Because it could be that forewarning for us because mm-hmm. you never know what happened down the road next time they try, they do that same, yeah. find themselves in that same
0: predicament, committing that same sin. You're yeah, like, mom, you always told me warning comes before destruction. Yes. So whether that's from, you know, most of the times it came from y'all, many times myself with trials and things that I did, you know, mess up and slip up and do dumb stuff it was i i probably heard i know i probably heard god or felt that conviction before mm-hmm. like man you shouldn't be doing this you know what i mean and then not too long maybe i might get away with it for a little by, a little while but eventually it come back around and just yep ah! yeah. <laughs> you know a lot of times we wait on
1: somebody to confirm something with us or to tell yeah. us this, you know and to tell us that or warn us against that when but when you have the Holy Spirit within you, that whole your whole the Holy Spirit will is already there to be that 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 warning for you, you know mm-hmm.
0: that
1: that conviction for you, that
0: that caution, sign. That,
1: that caution, you know that that still small voice that will tell you, okay, don't go down this road or mm-hmm. turn left, you know, yeah, it, it'll lead and guide you. That's one of the the. the um, Benefits of having the Holy Spirit within us. It'll be a comforter. It'll be your keeper. It'll be your lead. It'll guide you. It'll direct you. It'll give you peace. Mm-hmm. So, if you heading toward a situation and you just uneasy about it, you know it's not selling good with you. That's the Holy Spirit, you know, that conviction inside of you, you know, that's giving you that feeling, you know, like okay, I shouldn't venture on this, or I shouldn't, you know, take on this task, or I shouldn't go down this road, you know, Okay. and and that's what, one of the benefits of having the Holy Spirit is.
0: And you, you mentioned the endurance, uh, give us a a way we could, we can build that endurance because I know endurance just doesn't come. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not in shape right now, completely basketball shape. But if I get on the court, I know you know I can feel it. I can't I can't hang out you know, unless I keep practicing and training my body, my lungs to be. So how does someone train their face? How does someone train to be in this race to get to the finish line?
1: Yeah, just like you said with basketball, you know, trying to get in that basketball shape during the off season, you have to train. You have to get in the gym and lift weights. You have to get on the court and. You know, mm-hmm. practice shooting, and the same way it is with your Christian walk. You have to get into the Word of God. That's what builds your faith up. You have to to read and study the Word of God. Spend time with God in prayer, um, in communication with God. That that's how you you build that up. You you build up that endurance, and then just going through the different trials of life. And when you go through them, don't just don't just go through it but go through it with God, go through it, leaning on his word, trusting God at his word and continue to study God's word and giving God's word. That's how you continue to build endurance. That's how you work that muscle, you know, that, and get that muscle memory because you know God's word and you know that God's word is, 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 it says God's word is yay and amen. And so God is not going to not honor his word. Mm -hmm. So as you're going through your different trials or your different situations, you can lean on God's word. You can hold God accountable to his word. And then you trust God and you see God performing, you know, what he said he would do, how he would keep you and how he would never leave you. He'll never forsake you. And that helps build your endurance. That helps build that muscle because you see God moving on your behalf.
0: Mm -hmm. So for someone like myself who kind of struggles with, um, Trying, to, you know, trying to crack open the the book of the Bible and knowing where to read—that's probably my biggest problem. I know there's probably someone someone else out there that has that that problem. How does someone, you know, that's trying to build and build their endurance and and build the relationship and faith with Christ? Because I know just praying, praying is good, but you need you need to know that uh, you know the truth. Mm-hmm. And so, how does... <clears throat> How does someone like myself crack open that that book and know what to read? I mean, we got these apps, I know that, but yeah. how does someone, you know, actually get in there? Like I say, the main
1: key is is taking that first
0: step and cracking that book. Open, you know, <laughs>
1: <laughs> cracking the book open. I mean, you can sit down and yeah. just maybe. Just open your Bible up and whatever, mm-hmm. pick a scripture and read it, you know, and then they got different plans where you could, you know, it'll give you different devotionals or whatever that you can read daily. That's another way. And of course, um, if your church offers a Bible study, go into that Bible study. That's another way that you can get into the word of God and then it can be explained to you and you can ask questions at that time. Um, and then just starting off with those basics, then that hunger for the word of God and want to know the word of God to cause you to sit down on your lunch break,
0: mm-hmm. you know, and crack re- open, book, cracking button. that book open and, mm-hmm. and, and, reading, you yeah. know, yeah. that's great. Cause I know my, I know I need it. I know my, my family out there need it. So I, could you, could you end us off with a prayer? Yes. So father, we
1: bless you and praise you. We thank you for this time. Oh God. Um, Studying and understanding your word, and it's our prayer, oh God, that you would continue to strengthen us, oh God, in this fourth quarter that we're able to finish strong, that we endure to the end. We thank you, oh God, that the race is not given to the swift nor to the strong, but the one that endures to the end. So we press, oh God, in the name of Jesus, toward the mark for the prize of the high calling. We just pray, oh God, for those that that are seeking you and searching you and want to know you even the more. That your word will become light to them, oh God, and become life to them. And that they as they seek you, they find you, as your
0: word says. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey. Appreciate that, Pops. We're definitely doing this week every week, because I need it myself. And I wanna I wanna bless my my viewers and everybody that's following uh, with me so they can see me grow. And they could grow along with me. Um, any last words? Hey, it's the fourth quarter, y'all.
1: Finish strong. Yes. And do did. it to the end. Don't give up. I know the way it looks. Like we said on the last podcast, regardless of the way it looks, don't give up. Continue
0: to the end. It's
1: not over yet.
0: It's definitely not over. And this is your boy, Turn the Mic. I'm doing what I'm doing because it's already been done. VIP, very important podcast. We out.